Are you enjoying this podcast? Consider supporting this show. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey y'all, it's T Biggs from Long Story Short. I want to talk to you about a new targeted knowledge base for independent entertainers, inspiring politician entrepreneurs in the GPE slash e-commerce space looking to sell products and services called the Indicate. You can't beat the wealth of knowledge with subscriptions ranging from one to five dollars. Head over to patreon.com slash the indie to get in on this now. That's indie I N D E C A V E. And remember, listen to the long story short in the barbecue podcast right here on the Joyful Warrior Podcast Network. Hello there. It's 30 questions with Welcome to another episode of 30 Questions With. Uh, my guest this week is a sci-fi author. Uh, she describes herself as a hobby rancher. Uh, she is an artist. Um, she does incredible sketches on her Instagram that um, she that I will have her tell you the handle of uh, at the end of the show because you have to check them out. I enjoy them. Please welcome to the show the one, the only, Miss Suzanne. Hi. Hi. It's good to see you, Greg. It's good <laughs> to see you too. It's 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 always nice to, you know, people that I follow on social media to have them on on video to for lack of a better term to moving pictures. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes get a sense of who they actually are yes um so jumping right into it what is the most random thing on your bucket list well uh i've been a diabetic since i was seven and we're not allowed to do anything um people's insurance won't cover us so uh, I would say if I was allowed to do something, I'd like to fly a small airplane, you know, and that's been since I was a little bitty kid. I always thought that would be fun to do. Uh, I couldn't do it now, you know, complications and stuff. But yeah, we're not allowed to do anything. So I never really made a, a true bucket list. <laughs> um, I suppose some traveling, you know, that I can still at least do. Um, I kind of want to visit some of the uh, temples in Japan someday, someday you know. Or Cappadocia, Turkey. That place is just fascinating. Yeah, that cool. that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is your go-to karaoke song? <laughs> I've never done karaoke. Um, the closest I get is screaming to Lincoln Park in my car. Nice. Um, but I did take choir in high school, and I had this, like, really insane choir teacher who taught us the operatic method so i've got the vibrato and i know not to warble in my throat and sit up straight 
you know, and, and, and diaphragm action and all that. But because of allergies, I don't like to sing in front of people. So <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> Um, I would say, I don't know, I, I would go with a lot of Linkin Park and The Messenger comes to mind. Awesome, or, awesome. Yeah. Not, a, not enough people do Linkin Park at, at, at karaoke. So. I would probably be the only one. I would, I, I would be here for it. <laughs> Maybe for you uh, someday. <laughs> yes. Uh, who was your favorite member of the Spice Girls? You mean Metallica, right? Sure, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Actually, no, because everybody in Metallica is a jerk. Um, I didn't listen to them. I wasn't into their music. I was a rock and roll girl, you know. I grew up with, um, you know, the the, the '80s hair band. So um, I want to say, can I just pick Joan Jett instead because I've been rocking her haircut for years? Absolutely, that is. <laughs> I, will, I will allow it. <laughs> Uh, what is the most terrible thing that you've watched all the way through on TV or streaming service? Ooh, um, so I have to dig through my brain on this, but I've got to say, you know, aside from some really awful anime, Jason and I like to watch anime, but there's this live action one on Netflix called The Order. I think it's on Netflix and it's absolutely yes, yes. awful. Yes. The only character in it that's worth anyone's time is the one that Jewel State plays. Yes. <laughs> the villain. Everything I, uh, else about it is absolutely awful. So Velveeta, so bad. And it just makes the first season of Buffy look like the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> we all know how bad that was. <laughs> I, um, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I I watched all of it because after oh the first God, couple of so episodes, sorry. I was like, "Well, fuck, I'm in this now, so might as well." Like, <laughs> you gotta see how see bad it. it gets. <laughs> yeah, and and it does, and oh, it does. Yes, you know, my writing self was like, "Okay, somebody needs fired." You know, Netflix does a lot of great stuff, but that one was just <clears throat> that was terrible. <laughs> I. And I, I feel like on paper, it was probably a fantastic idea. I bet it was a great novel. And yeah. somebody just messed it up in production. I don't know what, what translated. Something just did not translate right. And it just came out so Velveeta. <laughs> yeah. Um, you have your own late night talk show. Who's, who's your first guest? Ooh. Well, it's not going to be an actor or a comedian. Okay. It would be it would be somebody like Malala or Neil deGrasse Tyson or that awesome lady who made our COVID COVID vaccines. Um, I would want to have somebody like that on a, a you know a social activist or you know somebody who could give us um, you know a picture of who we are in some sense you know the sciences or the arts and humanities or whatever. Um, but that's that'd be more what I would be into. Um, versus I'd probably have the most boring talk show ever because I would get these like random people on that actually do real things besides acting. And I'm not knocking actors. Some of them do some really awesome stuff in the background, but um, yeah, it'd be somebody like, like that. Okay, cool. I like that. Um, in your opinion, what is the greatest Disney film of all time? 
<laughs> I can't stand Disney. Um, when I was a little kid, like four and five, I would have said The Little Mermaid because that was my favorite movie at the time. But, um, yeah, I really liked um, Don Bluth's work better okay. growing up. Yeah, he can only draw like three people, but <laughs> the stories got to me. Like he's responsible for the land before time. And we all know the scene of Littlefoot's mother dying. Yeah. And I used to have like the cutest Littlefoot plush. Um, what was one of the other ones? Oh, the animated Anastasia. And those songs still stick in my head really bad. <laughs> um, Aaliyah oh, actually all dogs go to heaven and I can't watch that one anymore. I'll just, I'll, I'll just drown tears. Um, and then uh, Titan AE was a more recent one from the nineties. That was actually pretty good. And they used Matt Damon as one of the voices and Drew Barrymore. And it was really good. Um, but they never get talked about. Like you have all these people that are like, Oh, Disney, Disney, Disney animated Disney or Pixar. Um and I'm like, okay, well, what about the other guy that didn't get along with him? But I have to say, if I did have to pick a Disney movie, um, I would say Pixar is on the better end of things than the rest of Disney and uh, Inside Out, actually. I think that is the, the best. I mean, they've come out with some good ones since then. But at the time, I think Inside Out was like the beginning of them doing something decent with their movies. That one, and then I'd say maybe Big Hero Six as a second. Right on. Those are those are solid answers. Uh, do you have an unusual celebrity crush? Like somebody, when you bring it up, people are like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> no, I don't get those. Oh. Not the same way that other people get. Them. I get creative crushes, or I see, um, I see them doing some really neat thing, and. I'll be like, yeah, I'd eat lunch with that person. I'd hang out with them for a few hours and shoot the shit. Um, it's like, I wouldn't say it's a weird crush, but I do really respect people like Janelle Monet. She's the one that really comes to mind. She, if you listen to her talk, she talks like an artist who also understands all of the science and mind and everything else and the sociology that goes into what makes her art. So I, and I think the other one that comes to mind actually is Dua Lipa. It, I heard her on a, can't remember if it was Seth or Colbert recently. And I was just really impressed with her brain. Um, a lot of the artistic things that she talked about, I was like, I know this as a writer <laughs> and that's the kind of thing that really gets my attention but there's all kinds of people like that where you know you see them on something and it's like yeah they seem really cool um but it's not like oh my god obsessed and, and screaming you know I've seen that at comic-con up close and it's scary <laughs> uh bra always on or only when you have to always all of it I cannot imagine walking around with jeans riding up my labia all the time. Like who, who can actually stand that? I mean, it just makes me hurt all over. And I like that little bit of padding. Okay. I'm not into that whole, you know, free booby, the nipple sticking out. I don't care what other people do. You do what you want. I am a lot more comfortable if I know that my nipples aren't going to cut someone's eye out. <laughs> 
Um, what is something that you believe to be true, but almost nobody agrees with you about? Oh, fuck. There's a lot of those. Um, probably the safest one to go into is diet culture. So uh, I'm just going to go with uh, starvation diets are worthless. They make you unhealthy. They unbalance your chemistry and they starve your brain. So stop doing it. That's, that's all I got on that one. Everything else I could go into is like verging into that crazy, you know, some stuff that would get fan groups and all kinds of people after me. So, <laughs> gotcha. Uh, well, good news. I, I agree with you on, on this. <laughs> Diet culture is garbage. It, 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 it really is. It really is. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the first things you learn as a type one diabetic is that uh, none of that stuff actually works it doesn't make you healthier so yeah if you could have an entire theater to yourself and you could watch any film in the entire world what would you watch that's not fair because there's a lot of really good stuff out there i haven't seen yet but um for the sake of repeating the experience minus the dumb drunks i was with at the time interstellar I, that soundtrack gives me chills. Everything about that movie just makes my whole body just tingle. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe <laughs> it. Um, it's, it is mostly the soundtrack. And, and even when I was writing The Hoof of Nessus, I probably listened to that on loop like for hours because that soundtrack just kept me in that, you know, lonely and outer space mindset. Um, but there's like little things like I always notice something else when I rewatch a movie I really like, even the really dumb ones like Evolution. But yeah, if I could do it without the drunks I was with at the time, that would be fantastic. And that was in a fancy theater where they bring you your drinks and you get to sit in leather chairs. So um, but they were stupid. And oh, my gosh, all the spinning. I'm like, you guys are losers. I've had three margaritas. and I'm fine. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Uh, do you wash your legs in the shower? Bitch, I scrub everything. I'm a diabetic. <laughs> Cleanliness is imperative to my health, and I don't understand these disgusting people that don't at least bar soap their legs. It's not hard, and you can get stuff that doesn't dry you out. There's this thing called Castile. <laughs> like, dude, it's so gross. Like, I don't... I'm so glad I live on a ranch with just myself and my partner, Jason, and that's it. You know, <laughs> people are gross. Uh, what, what sport would you, if you could compete in anything <laughs> in the Olympics, what sport would you choose? <laughs> Watching nature documentaries count. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. I'll allow it. Uh, when I was a kid, I thought fencing was really cool. Um, but I also watched a lot of dancing. Uh, my mom and I used to watch all of those dancing movies before they got all, I don't know, modern and kind of weird with no storyline. So the one that comes to mind is Strictly Ballroom. And then we used to do that, watch that movie. And then we'd turn, you know that one? Oh, nobody, Excellent nobody film. Nobody knows that movie. Excellent film. God. One of my favorites. It is. 
it is an excellently executed film. Um, and so I like, I used to watch the Olympic dancing and the figure skating with mom. Um, if I could magically figure skate, I'd try it. Um, so I'd probably have to go with dancing. Um, I, I did belly dance for a while in college Ooh. and um, it was hella fun. I still use the movements to keep my body from getting all, you know, like stiff with nerve damage and all that. But, um, uh, so yeah, this is fun stuff, but, um, yeah, it's probably have to say dancing. If they were making a biopic of your life, who would play you? <laughs> you know, I don't know. When I was in high school, someone told me that Janine Garofalo looked like me. And at the time I was doing my eyeliner thick like that. So maybe, I really don't know. Um, personality wise, I'd say maybe Jennifer Lawrence could pull off the pirate mouth and the random use of scientific vocabulary. <laughs> but I, I really don't know. I mean, I can think of more goofy titles for what it would be than <laughs> who would actually play me. I don't know. Feruza Balk would understand me spiritually, but I haven't seen her on anything in years. I adore her. Absolutely adore her. She's heckin' cute. <laughs> um, I follow her on Instagram. Oh, she has an Instagram. I'm gonna have to look her up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you um, when we get off here. Awesome. Uh, nude beach or not a chance? I've been to pagan festivals, so no. <laughs> no way. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Once you've been to a pagan <laughs> festival, you've literally been to every nude beach. Great, awesome, disgusting, just all of it. You know, and I normally am one of those people that I really want to look at who you are on the inside. But for the love of Pete, you know, please just understand that yeah <laughs> that's fair that's that's completely fair You're taking a walk in the woods and you come around a bend and the first thing you see is like some dude with everything hanging out standing up on a rock screaming to Carnunos that I'm like okay I'm gonna <laughs> go back into my little cave tent now uh, what is the best piece of advice you've ever gotten? Ooh. My dad once told me, I don't remember what we were talking about because we used to sit in the, <clears throat> excuse me, allergies are fucking jerk. Uh, we used to sit in the garage on the weekends and listen to Pink Floyd and we were talking about something and he said, there is no method in madness, only endless possibility. And that has always stuck in my head. So I've always... So for a long time, I've looked at things like that, like, no, it's not crazy. It's just a lot of opportunities. And so an opportunity that, you know, maybe somebody would look at us doing this alpaca thing, like, what are you talking about? Just do cows, sell them meat. I'm like, we tried cows and they destroyed our land. Same thing with pigs. So, you know, that one and the other one that I kind of stick with that actually wasn't even a piece of advice given to me by anyone. It was just something that popped up on a meme years ago was crisis equals opportunity. Um, and so that's part of what I use to try and get around my panic attacks. You know, something pops up that's just a little more than I can deal with that day. And then I have to sit there and just 
what are the possibilities here that I'm not seeing yet? And then that gives me something else to think about, you know? So, uh, but my dad, I don't even know if he took that madness thing from somebody, but it, I mean, it sounds like something that Shakespeare could have said. Yeah. That's, those are, those are both really solid. I like those. Um, in your opinion, what is the greatest television show of all time? Cosmos, hands down. The only thing that comes close is Blue Planet. Right on. I like my documentaries. I really <laughs> well-executed science documentaries can bring people in that would never look at it. So I, I really appreciate those. What's your guilty pleasure? Anime and cheese. And the occasional pecan beer. Right on. Okay. Uh, do you have a favorite cheese? Colby Jack. I'm so boring. <laughs> <laughs> such a white girl. I promise I season my food. Um, but if I've got after that, I really like Mexican blend cheeses, especially on eggs or, you know, we make we do our own pinto beans in the Instapot and stuff and add. Oh, wow. Oh, so good. If aliens landed on earth tomorrow and offered to take you with them and i'm super interested in this answer because you are a sci-fi author would you go fuck yeah <laughs> even though even though and it was worse when i was a kid i wanted to live in a space station when i was younger because i just could not deal with or it, it was irritating. So my entire life, pretty much aside for the, from the first seven years has a lot to do with dealing with shit associated with type one diabetes, not just managing it, but I was diagnosed, you know, in 91 and people were still on that horrible Reaganite. If you're sick, you're of the devil, you know, anti HIV, anti gay kicks. So you know, this girl that had to take shots to stay alive. I was some kind of demon in their eyes. And uh, a lot of people just treated me like shit for years. Um, it was. So when I got to college, it was actually, and I don't know if you've seen my posts on this. I used to post it on Twitter a lot, but I will go with teeth for my LGBTQ friends. They were the folks that first treated me like I was human. Um so yeah, I'd still fucking go with aliens, even though I've got a good life now with a good partner and I've got friends and I live on this beautiful ranch. I'd still want to see what was out there. You know, I wanted to, see, I would want to see how close am I? Are my ideas closer than some other people's ideas or, you know, are they, are they more peaceful? Are they better than us? Are they worse? I actually wrote I mean, if you want a longer answer to this question, you could read the just the blurb I put in the back of um, Welcome to the Mutineers Odyssey, because that's a lot of, I talk about some of those things that I think are important when we're talking about meeting a new being. You know, are we gonna consider them as sentient as us and vice versa? Are we gonna recognize each other's intelligence? And um, are we going to recognize or are we going to get caught up in something stupid like whether or not they have a soul? And this has bothered me since I was a kid, <laughs> you know, <laughs> several churches that I tried that I couldn't stay at because they wouldn't let me ask questions and didn't want to talk about it. Like, OK, well, 
I guess I gotta move on. <laughs> and thus we have witchcraft. So yeah, I'd go with aliens. Um, they'd have to tie me down because I'd want to fly the ship. <laughs> so yeah, I'd try them out. I'd try it out. I'd see. Doesn't matter what they look like. I don't care if they're a giant amorphous blob. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> if you could commit any crime and get away with it, what crime would you pick? Okay. This one's messed up because I don't, um, even when I was little, the idea of doing something that was really wrong against our social mores gives, gives me a stomach ache. You know, the idea of when I was working at a retail store and I worked at several, but the idea of stealing a Tootsie Roll would just make me feel um, just twisted up and I hate it. But depending on your definition of crime, if you're talking about um, gray area crimes, like hacking to release things that might be important, like somebody's, you know, phone calls that they left seven hours of out of something or <laughs> you know, canceling people's student debt. So I suppose, I suppose if they were crimes that would actually be helpful to a great number of people then i'd be willing to do something i can't i can't do the selfish ones i just that's just like against everything i am oh, i huh. guess no that's like i wouldn't want to be the one that goes and shoots up a bank like that's just dumb to yeah. me but if i could make it so that the bank like suddenly you know, exploded their ATM and people on the street got the money out of it, then yeah, sure, I'd do something like that. Okay. <laughs> um, in your opinion, what is Whitney Houston's best song? I always have to ask me about musicians that I appreciate, <laughs> but I'm not like a super fan of. Yeah. Um, Probably I Will Always Love You, though, for that belt. Um, yeah. One of the things, choir, I told you about my choir teacher would get really mad at us unless we were doing a variety show if we were belting instead of using that operatic tone. Um, so that one has that awesome belt, you know, the I Will Always Love You, and then she goes on. And um, so probably that one just for the rebelliousness of knowing that it's not the way Mrs. Dewall wanted it to be. So, uh, but I feel that way about a lot of the greats. I appreciate their contributions, but like some of them, like the Beatles, I think are overrated. Mm. You are absolutely correct on that. <laughs> You're like one of the few people that's agreed with me on that. <laughs> I usually get the stink eye like hardcore. Like there, there's a couple of Beatles songs that I'm like, these are, these are good. But like, as a whole, I'm just like, it's, everything else that was out in, in that time period is that. All, yeah, pretty much. You know, yeah. it's another one of those things that I've been really conscious of it since I was a little kid. My parents were really cool. So side story, they actually taught me about bigotry and racism and stuff like that when I was little. And so I knew when I was little that rock and roll came from black people. Yes. And so that's one of those things that has always stuck in my head. Like, would we know the Beatles if they weren't white British dudes? Or would we have gone straight into Pink Floyd? 
right. same thing with them. I'm more of a Pink Floyd fan. <laughs> They're weird, but yeah. If you <laughs> could bring back any fashion trend, what would it be? 90s goth. Ooh, good answer. 90s goth, and I miss when the boys used to wear a little eyeliner underneath. I don't know why, but that it used to make some of them look so pretty. Um, look, I'm sorry, but dudes could really stand to learn some, um, you know, some better, uh, not just hygiene in general. Some dudes are just gross, but y'all, some of you could learn to highlight yourself a little bit more. Um, I don't know. It's like they're just like, hey, I showed up. Like, no, <laughs> you know, if I have to go to this much trouble to be socially acceptable, you can at least, you know, trim your eyebrows or something. This is fair. <laughs> this is completely fair. Uh, for the record, I know a lot of guys who are really good at taking care of themselves and keeping their nails and everything trimmed and the artistically done beards and everything. So I'm not singling anyone out in particular, but um yeah, the 90s goth thing, though, there was a little bit of glam in there that was kind of rough and, and very grungy. But, um, yeah, I kind of miss that. Uh, what is your favorite cuss word? Fuck. <laughs> Dude. Um, and in his, uh, uh, what is that show called? Uh, the History of Swear Words with Nick Cage. He pretty much outlines every reason why I like the word. Instinctively, it's the only word that makes sense to me for a lot of things. Um, and, of course, I grew up with a family that didn't like us cussing. There, I have a brother and a sister that are younger than me. <clears throat> but there were occasions when we got around that. I just remember one time <laughs> sitting in front of my job in high school it was a nasty day so dad drove me in and then I saw the old lady that used to manage all of the greeting cards go by and I was like shit <laughs> died um and he's like don't tell your mom I laughed at you <laughs> but yeah fuck is my word um you, you can ask Jason I probably say it a hundred and I don't know a hundred million times a day um, I think that's a habit with some writers is that socially we become pirate mouths because our brain is too busy chomping on things for us to come up with the right word for something. So sometimes our vocabulary sounds less intelligent than we actually are. <laughs> I love it. I, what is a film that most people hated, but that you absolutely loved? Rogue One. People hated that movie? Uh, the, the other Star Wars fans I don't like talking to seem to hate it. And I, you know, I grew up with Star Wars. It was, you know, the first science fiction I remember watching. I remember being really little and seeing the uh, fireworks over the Ewok village, you know, late at night because my parents always watched it. <clears throat> it was the first movie they went and saw when they got married. Um, so it's kind of always been a part of us and we have all of our own jokes and stuff. So when they did Rogue One, I thought this one, they absolutely fucking won. It was exactly what kind of dark post-industrial stuff would have been going on right before 
number four started. So, um, but I know so many who hated it. So many Star Wars fans who love the prequels, which were awful, and the newest sequels, which were, eh, I want to reference those member berries from South Park. <laughs> but, it, you know, it was good. And a lot of people hated, um, actually in the sequels, a lot of people hated um, the the middle one. The one where Luke dies finally. Yeah. A lot of people hated that. And I'm like, that was the best part. That was like the most badass thing a Jedi could fucking do was yeah. hologram himself with the force and fight. And you guys are dissing that. How did you? But I read all the books. So there's like aspects of it that make sense to me that don't work for other people. Um, I also liked Solo. And nobody liked Solo. I'm like, why? Glover did such a good fun. job as young. He did such. Glover was great as young Calrissian. He did yes. such a good job capturing that pansexual personality and that. Um, oh, he was that character is a very romantic sort of bard-like, you know. And of course, I studied mythology and stuff like that too. So he kind of falls in as that roguish bard character in the um you know like the campbell's hero with a thousand faces type um setup and i thought he did a fantastic representing that character i was i was impressed the kid they got for han worked out pretty well um yeah so those are some movies that i like but everyone else seems to hate and i go back to those specifically because it's within a fan group that um that I've been part of for a really long time, but I can't participate in because the way that I look at it is not, there's canon stuff, like this thing happened after this thing, you know, the series of events. And then there's the metaphor. And I look more at that metaphoric, what are they trying to do with this messaging? What's under the surface here? And I've, been that way since before I did all of those critical theory and practice garbage classes in college. Um, but that's kind of part of where I go with that. And I think why I can't talk to people about Rogue One being amazingly Star Wars more than some of the other movies. And they all hated it. And I still just can't get around them. Like, can you not see past the events themselves? I don't know. That drives me nuts. So yeah, there's my there's my movie rant. <laughs> uh, to anyone listening to this who hates or hated Rogue One, uh, you are incorrect. Um, <laughs> so there's that. Um, Bold. <laughs> what what is the one film that you could or have watched over and over and never get sick of? Ooh. Um, Super Troopers. Okay. That movie is so dumb. It's so <laughs> dumb. The original yeah. one, not the second one. The second one is just like, eh, it's the same tricks. The first one with Broken Lizard was so funny and so goofy. And I think they were a few years ahead of their time in the way that they were doing things. You know, um, when I'm in a crap mood, there's a series of movies that really work for me. And that's one of the main ones. 
um, that one and um, evolution. That one usually gets me, gets me feeling pretty good too, just because it's it's so funny. It makes fun of everything I love about science fiction in general. Um, yeah. So yeah, Super Troopers is one I can watch. Just I don't care when it's on, what you know, how recently I've seen it. I'll sit there and listen to at least part of it. <laughs> if you were writing your autobiography right at this very minute, um, what would the <laughs> title be? Beam me up, motherfuckers. I love uh, it. <laughs> or, or the... Another one is that uh, I once drove a short bus because it's true. I did once drive a short bus for a daycare <laughs> or, oh, uh, I could just use my online handle, the witch of three pines, because that's true too. I like the true ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, should should you ever decide to write those books, go on ahead and put me down for a pre-order because okay. those, those titles alone are fantastic. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite Christmas song? Do you have one? No, because I stopped celebrating Christmas when I realized it was a stolen holiday. <laughs> um when I was trying to be Christian, I liked the actual hymns. I didn't like the commercial ones as much, you know, like Chestnuts and, you know, O Tenenbaum and some of those that are commercially popular, but I liked the, it always bothered me. I was a little kid when I started seeing a lot of this hypocrisy and it always bothered me that Christmas was supposed to be, if, according to Christians, about the birth of this little boy that was going to change everything for them. But it was so commercialized and heavy into gift giving. And okay, so the gift giving is nice, but are you going to do that the rest of the year? Or do you only send food to the pantry that time? So it was like, for me, I, I used to respect the the actual hymns a little bit more, um, Oh, come all you faithful or, um, what was that one? I fucking sang for that one thing with my friend, Stephanie. Um, Oh, Holy night or away in a manger. That was the one we sang. Um, but I played the piano at the time too. So, um, just one handed, I could never do the two handed thing. I sucked so bad. Um, so I used to sit there and play the melody and then sing to it just for S and G's. Um, and yeah, I haven't sung a Christmas song since maybe 2002. <laughs> okay. So yeah. And now it just grates on my every nerve when I hear it over and over and over again for a month and a half, because they usually start before Thanksgiving in the stores. Yeah. Um, so I have to start wearing my headphones. So I've got my like, <laughs> my Celtic Gaelic pagan death metal or my German death polka in my ear, trying to drown it out. <laughs> um, if you had an extra $20 to spend on yourself and you had to spend it on yourself and you could not buy food. Oh, okay. What would you buy? Um, craft supplies, duh. <laughs> <laughs> beads tiger tail wire crimps 
probably gemstone beads because that's my favorite thing to work with. I mean, that's a huge hobby. I've posted my stuff on there occasionally with um, on Instagram where I've made something for myself and then somebody's like, oh, can I buy that? And I'm like, no, this is mine, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just showing off my skills. But yeah, I like to make things. So probably craft supplies. Okay. Sketchbooks, I, notepads, stuff like that. I like that. I, do you believe in the afterlife? <laughs> this is a fun one for me. Um, well, when I was seven, <clears throat> I had a near-death experience and nobody was there. Just the white light in the tunnel. There was no God. There was no people waiting for me. Um, <clears throat> so, excuse me, just a second here. Okay. Had to get the water. <clears throat> I have come to believe, you know, after years of exploring different things and looking at what different beliefs look at. I've taken the religion classes and the mythology classes and the philosophy and all of that. You know, that was all part of my English degree. I do have a bachelor's in English and creative writing, which is dorky as I'll get out, but you know. Um, so I have come to look at things and I think actually Neil deGrasse Tyson said it really well that we are atomically connected to everything. Our atoms, you know, in our skin and hair and teeth and <clears throat> our stomachs and our hearts and the water in our body has been recycled through the cosmos for its entire existence. It was made in stars. It was there when whatever happened for it to start. You know, I do follow the Big Bang personally myself, but I'm also kind of like, you know, there's some interesting things going on. But I feel like, um, as a practicing witch, I make my own afterlife. I get to decide because I'm taking personal responsibility for how things go for me. I take responsibility for my spiritual path. I don't put it to, and I don't know if you've heard Wiccans talk, but they like to give everything to goddess, which is fine. But to me, that's like a substitute for something maybe they used to believe in. <laughs> um, and I'm not beholden to that as an absolute existence. I don't, I'm trying to make this make sense because usually when I talk about it, people get that glazed look. I don't ascribe to the idea that there's an ultimate deity somewhere, that the universe has its own personality. I don't look at it as being this massive benevolent thing that loves us. I think it's there. And sometimes if you put the energy out, you'll get something back. I do a lot of truth spells. Truth is something that can't be hidden. And if you put energy towards uncovering it, then it comes out a little faster. So every full moon, I do one of those for specific things that I want. Usually there's justice I want for somebody. Um, so I don't, I don't necessarily believe that there's an afterlife waiting for us, but I do believe you can make an afterlife for yourself because data does not go away. There's always going to be a piece of you existing somewhere. Your personality 
sticks in the things that you leave behind, if, especially if you're an artist or if you're, um, you know, somebody that has been recorded frequently doing things or, or speaking on a specific topic. So I feel like I'm going to <clears throat> make my afterlife. And if I get to experience something myself, if my own data gets to become, I don't know, an ethereal being or whatever, if, if that soul thing is real. Um, and I do think while we're living that the soul is just kind of like our energetic expression of existence. I don't know how else to put that to make that make sense either. Um, that, you know, when my body does quit working, the data that is me will still exist somewhere. And so my afterlife would be a combination of, you know, the things I leave behind of myself sort of it was a weird thing one day to walk out of a walmart parking lot with my roommate in college and go holy shit i'm a writer that makes me immortal because i was thinking about shakespeare and how he's been around for 500 years um so i think from the the, the humanist perspective that's part of what an afterlife is and then you know from an individual spiritual perspective if our consciousness actually gets to go somewhere i think that's where we have a lot of lot more opportunity to make that for ourselves regardless of if you follow some kind of religion or not a glazed look i see it <laughs> no that's like that was a fantastic answer like i yeah. Wow. I, I loved it. I loved every second of that. Thank you so much for that. Of course. <laughs> I'm just being honest. It's, I mean, I'm, I look at it, you know, the, the solid liquid ga gas and plasma are the elements, you know, they always talk about earth, air, fire, water. Okay. But we scientifically, this is partly true and that the elements that make us up aren't necessarily just the atoms, but it's also their state of existence. And so what is consciousness? Is that a gas? Is that plasma? Or is that something we haven't been able to measure yet? So, you know, I I don't know if you've heard people say that magic is just science that hasn't been quantified yet. Um, and I kind of go with that sort of, you know, I, I'm a diabetic, I've grown up with science and I love it so very much, you know, it's kept me from dying. So a second time. So, um, uh, between, I don't get along with a lot of other pagans <laughs> because of those views. Um, they want me to be very concretely goddess worshiping. And while I do acknowledge several because of the ideas they represent, I'm not obsessed with trying to become them or be some priestess or something like that. My spirituality is very fluid. That's awesome. I love that. Um, if you had to delete all but three apps from your phone, and this is just the apps that you yourself have downloaded, the ones that came okay, preloaded. Okay, not the ones that come with it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which ones do you keep? Oh, I would have to keep the one I'm currently using to monitor my blood sugars. I would have to keep probably Instagram because that's how I keep up with some people that I, you know, the chosen family from across the globe that I meet and we love each other. And um, I, I don't think I'd want to go 
you know, that's kind of my last bastion of social media right now anyway. So writer, the writer app, I don't know if you know what this is, but it's literally just an app for me to take notes in. Um, and I know some of them come with notepad or whatever, but this one operates a little bit like some of my writing document stuff that I've used on the computer. So I can, you know, I'm swimming in my pool. Oh, I have a pool. So <laughs> we have an indoor pool at the ranch. So I'm swimming and my brain starts going haywire on story ideas or, you know, sometimes um, the mania and the bipolar kicks in and I've got like this, just this angry rant in my head <laughs> and I just have to get it out. So the writer app lets me do that pretty efficiently. And then if I need to send it to add it to a document that I have on either my laptop or my Nook, then, um, you know, that's really easy to do. I love my, I love the writer app, that one. Um, I would definitely keep the blood glucose app. Um, and I don't know I, anymore. It's really a toss up between Instagram and Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, not having to directly buy music anymore was probably one of the most interesting things that has happened for the music media industry. So it probably sucks, but for the musicians though, um, that's probably something I'd have to look into a little bit more. Some things I know more about than others. <laughs> hey, I'm going to have to check out that, uh, that writer app. Um, that I like it a lot. I yes. I need that. Yes. And finally, what is one question you wish I had asked and how would you have answered it? Well, there's not one. I would have answered anything. I don't, <laughs> I don't, um, I'm not a social butterfly. I'm not a true introvert either. Um, I don't hide things. I don't. I don't really have a reason to not just share. Um, like even when I was going through, I, I left an abusive ex in 2009 and, and my college classes, one of them was a psychology class and I would share the stuff that came up that was the reason I left. And they're like, okay, you don't have to share any of this, but I got an A in the class for it <laughs> um, because I was a living example of one of our sections we were talking about um i don't have a reason to um not at least attempt to answer i i don't really have a good specific question for you because there's so many things i could talk about i could talk about my hobbies i could talk about my ranch i could talk about my animals the process of getting alpacas you know the learning curve of of owning chickens um i'm a crazy chicken lady <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, I lost one of my roosters today and I should be more broken up than I am because, but he was a little like Napoleonic shit demon. So um, I'm not super broke up about it. You know, I can gardening. I've, I, I garden out here. There's a lot of stuff I do. Um, and that's just like the day-to-day -day stuff. You know, there's my writing, there's like philosophy of art, there's music. You can thank my dad for that one. So we used to sit there and talk about music in the garage. Um, I could talk about my parents being awesome people forever. Um, I could talk about my brother and sister and the stuff that they do. You know, my sister's a, um, she's, 
20, I want to say she's 26 and she's graduating this year with um, a master's of geology, I think. Oh, wow. Not entirely sure what the degree title is. So I was the first person in my family to get a four-year degree, and she's the first person to get a master's. So I've got the bachelor's, and she's got the master's. My brother is a radio and TV nerd. Um, he's very good at it. You'd like his voice if you heard him. I don't know when he's going to get started on that, but he just got a job with, um, I think it's Eagle Broadcasting or something like that some place that he gets to work locally in Manhattan, Kansas again. So, um, yeah, I mean, I could, there's lots of stuff I could talk about. I could talk about learning how to sew from mom, um, that I get my crazy spatial skills from both of my parents because my dad was a mechanic and he can visualize something. He can take apart a machine that's not working and put it back together and it works. I mean, he's kind of the Anakin Skywalker of fixing things. Um, how they're the kind of people that taught us kids to leave things better than we find them. And they've always done that with their houses, machinery, whatever, people. Um, so I've kind of grown up taking that to heart too, that, you know, we leave things better than we find them. We find somebody broken, you try to at least help them find themselves. So... Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I'm an open book. There's lots of stuff you could ask me, and I would definitely answer. <laughs> so we have come to the end of the show. Um, and in this portion of the show, if there is anything that you would like to plug, if you want to share your social media handles, you're more than welcome to do that right now. All right. Well, I'll start with my social media stuff. I am... Um, Suzanne Dome author 42 on Instagram, all one word. And then on, um, I'm also on deviant art. That's the only other place that I really have a profile. Now I used to have like 13 or so different profiles and I would run around and write a blog every now and then, but, um, that was keeping me from actually writing books. So yeah, I had to find my priorities again. Anyway, so on deviant art, I am, and it is spelled with an X, Jivira Madu. And it was a name of a character I was messing with, but it's X-I-V-E-R-A-M-A-D-U dot DeviantArt, et cetera, et cetera. So if you search me on there, you'll find my sketches. Every six days I upload my pandemic sketches that I put on uh, Instagram. So it's just a whole page like um, the notebook. Here's the really screwed up part. Yesterday, I drew a raccoon, and sometime last night, the raccoon ate my chicken. So, <clears throat> oh, wow. That's pretty messed up. <laughs> and we know it was a raccoon because we have security cameras all over the ranch and um, caught the bastard. So now we've got to go look for a raccoon. Um, as for plugging stuff, I, back in February, I published a book called Welcome to the Mutineers Odyssey, which is a fun one about um, a, a young woman who gets to intuitively navigate these spacecraft by alien, you know, brought to us by aliens who are trying to create a positive relationship with our planet. So that one has a lot to do with interactions and funny things. And um, it's kind of a semi-adult comedy type situation. <laughs> um, 
I have another book that I published the year previous and never got to plug for anything. That was uh, Derelict Passage, which, yes, has to do with aliens, but it's more of that, like, 1901 steampunky sort of thing, and it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm currently trying to get out a sequel to The Hoof of Nessus. Um, that's one that I really wish they'd turn into a movie, because I could totally see either Janelle Monet or Lupita Nyong'o as Captain Jessica Hale. And I could totally see like Tom Hiddleston as the main guy character. And it would like really, and it's just fun science, like hardcore science fiction, not funny, goofy, humorous stuff. Um, yeah, I think that's what I've got going on besides the alpaca thing. And that's more for the ranch. I'm actually going to leave that alone because I'm going to be making a, a, a separate Instagram for um, the Three Pines Ranch pretty soon, uh, oh, depending on, depending on what we do with the, um, you know, if we decide to call it Three Pines Alpacas, or if we just stick with Three Pines Ranch, New Mexico. Um, but the ranch came with a name. So, and, and the whole, the witch of Three Pines was a joke thing that kind of like, I was joking with somebody and it kind of stuck. And so now I just call myself the witch of Three Pines. <laughs> um, it's got kind of a medieval ring to it. And um, yeah, those are the things I've got going on. Um, lots of writing, always lots of writing and um, a fantasy. And I don't play with that as much. So it's been kind of interesting trying to work out how magic works in this universe because I don't play with that as much as I do, you know, technology. So um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Books um, and alpaca. <laughs> Um, Suzanne, thank you of course. so much. Um, I, I have enjoyed this immensely and <laughs> it's, it's been so great to, you know, meet the person behind the Instagram and get to know you a little <laughs> bit better. And, well, you, you know, next, next time you've, um, got a book coming out, uh, give me a shout. We'll, we'll have you on the show and, you know, even awesome. if it's just to, talk about the books and Hollywood if you're listening <laughs> Suzanne's got a movie for you <laughs> it's called the hoof of Nessus and it would be an awesome science fiction movie <laughs> that'd be great well I had a lot of fun today thanks for having me on 30 questions with is a dollop of trollop production in association with spring break 83 productions and the joyful warrior podcast network <laughs>